The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. The first thing I say every week is very important to set the tone of the whole show. And this week, I want to start with some very important information about a public toilet. This is an article I've read, and I'm going to read it to you word for word. I think this is brilliant, and I think you need to know about this before we do anything else this afternoon. Public toilets planned for a seaside town will include design features aimed at deterring vandalism, rough sleepers, and uh, something else. It says, plans for the facilities in, in Porth Calls Griffin Park, that's at some seaside town in South Wales, I think, include weight-sensitive floors to ensure one user at a time, and violent movement would activate a water jet to soak users, automatically open the door, and sound an alarm. Now, I, I don't know why they'd want to do that, but I think we can all leave that to your imagination. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Hey, Kyoko, and I wish before that, Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny with Q Pretend, or however it's pronounced. Spanish is not my strong point. It's Alec here. Hi. Are you good? Saturday afternoon, I'm live until 5 p.m. 
And um, not that I'm not giving you my full attention this week, but just just so you know, honesty is important to me. I'm also simultaneously updating one of my computers whilst whilst I do this. Yes, one of I have many. I am I'm like a I can't say that I have lots of computers. Um, so it's currently on 85%. So if you hear any random like bing bongs, that's why it's the computer updating itself. Just just so you know, I'm not distracted, but that's just very much going on in the background as well. Just just so you know. Coming up then this afternoon, all hail the pork queen. I need you to explain some American things to me because I'm very confused. Also, why Amazon is the best company in the world. The worst political campaign song I've ever heard. Craig David's favourite mug. And very soon, a little sort of impromptu round of I'm a terrible human being, but because I've reacted to something in a very mean way but I do think it's quite funny and I want to share it with you in the next five, 10 minutes-ish. So stick about for that. I also have at 10 past four, a brand new game show. It's called Greenland or No Greenland. I think this is the way international diplomacy should be done. I will explain more after four o'clock and Six Second Guide is coming up and Connect Four as well. There is literally no reason to stop listening to this radio show ever. Just stay, sit down, turn off the lights, close the curtains, don't answer the door, don't answer your phone, and and listen for two hours straight. And then you will have all the nourishment, both mental and physical, that you need for an entire week. So I would thoroughly, strongly recommend doing so. Before we do all that, let's do This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. I have three lessons for you. I have learned in the past seven days that I thought were worth sharing. Now, lesson one is some factual information. I don't often do facts, but this is a really good fact that I didn't know until I read it on Twitter. You know this song by the Black Eyed Peas? It's really one of the greatest songs of all time, I would say possibly where is the love it is cool now for years i've been aware of that song it's really really old everyone knows it but what i didn't know is that the chorus is sung by this chap justin timberlake justin timberlake sings the chorus of where is the love by the black eyed peas i didn't know this i just assumed for all these years it was just will i am doing a really high-pitched singing voice but no it's jt this voice on this song that you're about to hear now is justin timberlake you can totally hear that now right that's justin timberlake but i, I never realized until i saw it on twitter and that's the first thing I've learned this week. The chorus of Where Is The Love by the Black Eyed Peas is not sung by Will I Am doing a high pitched voice. It's sung by Justin Timberlake. Lesson number two. This week I learned that new fridges are just like children. This has been the height of excitement in my house this week. We've got, we've got a new fridge and also a new freezer. Oh, yes. All the white goods are on. We can have cold food once again. It's very exciting. But honestly, the way they are treated in this house, it's like there are new babies living here. It, it's insane. The amount of attention they require, the amount of stress they're causing, because they, they look quite similar, right? They've even started being referred to as the twins. 
So if if you're not sure, maybe probably not at this age, but in future, if you're not sure about having a child and you want some practice first, don't get like a dolly. Don't carry around a sack of flour for a week. Get some new fridges or a new fridge, a new freezer, and then you will know whether children are for you because they're exactly the same. And finally, the third thing I've learned this week is that you shouldn't screw up your exams because it will it will really come back to bite you later. I mentioned this on the weekly mixtape yesterday that my week has just been quite miserable and boring because I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I had exams for uni back in, in June and most of them, the majority were fine, but one was very much not fine and I failed it. And now I have to do it again next week and I'm stressing and I'm bored all all of my time is spent learning economics. It's really, really quite dull. I've discovered I don't really like economics that much. There you go. Two years into a degree. A degree. I've worked this one out. It's so boring. So just, just don't do it. Put the hours in at the time. Pass all your exams. Then you won't have to spend your summer when you should be having fun revising weird, confusing equations that you can't understand. So that is what we've learned this week. Justin Timberlake sings the chorus on Where's the Love. New freakers are just like having new babies. And don't screw up your exams. It'll be all right. Pain in the ass later. Coming up next, a very, very impromptu round this week. Uh, no, what's it called? <laughs> if I'm a terrible human being, but is coming up after Sam Smith. This is How Do You Sleep on Wizard Radio. Sam Smith and How Do You Sleep on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. On the way, new one from Namani, which is very good. Jax Jones, Khalid's coming up soon as well. Now, um, quite a while ago, we used to do a thing called I'm a terrible human being, but we haven't done it for a very long time where... Basically, I'd just get you to confess to terrible things you'd done, bad emotions that you'd felt that you shouldn't have. You knew that it made you a bad person, but you weren't all that fussed. You felt zero guilt, zero remorse. That was you. That is your life. Those are your decisions, and you stand by them. Um, We've done it for ages, but I saw something this week that kind of inspired me to, to not bring it back fully, but this would very much fit into that category of things that make me, Alec Feldman, a terrible human being. I'm kind of not that fussed because it's the kind of thing you shouldn't laugh at, but you do. It's mean to laugh, but you find it funny anyway. Uh, it might be the German word Schadenfreude, but I don't really know what that means. I've just heard it a lot. I think I think that's the correct application of it. Basically, um, influencers on the internet. I might upset a fair few people by saying this but i'm not that fussed about them i i'm not really sold i don't watch any or really think they're that they're that big a deal but a lot of people do which is fair enough and so there's this big event i think it happens kind of in london called summer in the city where everyone goes down and pays probably quite a lot of money to meet their favorite online famous people and get photos and meet and greets and all that kind of stuff and it's all lovely and wholesome if you're into that kind of thing but because these people form such a deep relationship with um, these influencers that they watch and support, they like them quite a lot. A lot of the time they take them presents and cards just to say thanks for the impact you've had on my life, which I'm not, I'm not going to do that one down. I I think it's quite sweet in a, in a way. I don't fully understand it, but it's nice. If you want to ever send me cards and presents, I would not say no. That's perfectly fine. Um, just, just send them to an address not my house if you know where i live then that's that's a step too far but anyway loads of cards and presents that people took and there's this this one person who um i'm gonna really expose my ignorance here i haven't really heard of 
but I'm just looking at their Twitter profile. They've got 144,000 followers on there. So they're, they're quite a lot more famous than I am. I've got about 200 at the moment. So good on them. But, but something very sad happened to, to Talia. And, well, I, I do find it kind of funny in a way. But, but come on, this is, this is quite a sad occasion. So do you want to hear the story of, of Talia Mar? Let's do it. I know many of you saw me coming out of summer in the city on Sunday, crying my eyes out. I've been strongly advised not to say anything, but I absolutely cannot do that because my heart <laughs> is broken. After summer in the city ended on Sunday, I went to my merch stand to help my girls pack up all the merch and help take everything down. Once I'd finished helping pack up, I went to m pick up my meet and greet presents and letters bag, which I knew was literally only a few feet away from me the entire time as I put it there to keep it safe. <laughs> but it was gone! While I was helping pack up my merch stand, after summer in the city ended, XL staff started to clear the area around us. They mistook my gifts and letters bag for trash! as we were given clear bin bags to hold everything in after our meet and greet. In my opinion, looking at the bag you could clearly see it was not rubbish. But I understand how someone working quickly made a mistake, and I don't blame anyone for this at all. I had the head of summer in the city along with other staff searching alongside me. We searched every room, every area for over an hour, then jumped into every single bin, and even into the rubbish compactor. <clears throat> Sorry, need to regain composure. Unfortunately, after taking, talking, <laughs> after talking to the cleaning staff, they think it was the first area to be cleared and therefore the first to be thrown in the compactor. So, so there you go. Am I a terrible human being for finding that quite funny? That all these people, they paid lots of money, they traveled a long way, they probably gave these really thoughtful presents and handwritten letters just to say how much of an impact she had on them and and they all went in the rubbish compactor never to be seen again bye bye presents all gone is that is that quite funny or am i just a bad person no no you're right it, that is that is quite funny coming up next um the greatest company in the world we must discuss how great they are after new one from Namani. Namani motivation on wizard radio it's alec Kaufman. hi so um we need to talk now about the greatest company in the world. I am, of course, talking about Amazon. Don't you just love Amazon? Isn't it just the best? Um, apparently, it is, at least, according to the internet. This is really freaky. Amazon. They have, they have a, a questionable record when it comes to treating their workers well. A lot of people who work there say, yeah, had a, had a terrible time. It was really stressful. They treated us like robots, blah, blah, blah. And the guy in charge of Amazon is a guy called Jeff Bezos. He's one of the richest people in the world. He might be the richest person in the world, actually. And um, him personally, a lot of people don't have many good things to say. And so all in all, Amazon has a bit of a bad reputation. But what they've done now is guaranteed to fix that. Oh yes, definitely. Because they've got a load of Twitter accounts um called amazon fc and then a person's name and they're an amazon fc ambassador that's what it says on their little name bit um as well as a little emoji of a cardboard box i don't know what the fc stands for disappointingly i don't think it's football club i know what it is 
fulfillment center amazon fulfillment center ambassador the fulfillment centers those are the big massive warehouses that's where amazon keeps all of its stock they have a few around the country employ loads of people and apparently allegedly treat them like robots but these this army of definitely very much real twitter users <clears throat> have been tweeting to set the record straight and say actually i know you've heard all this stuff about amazon being a bit a bit rubbish when it comes to treatment treatment of workers but no they're actually really really good um for example someone called Audra, who says as a worker in the us i do not want a union why should i pay dues to a union to get exactly what i'm already getting my working conditions are good and i receive great benefits would i like more money absolutely i don't think anyone would say no more money which is a bit funny sounding um it could conceivably be a real person's opinion so I'll, I'll give that one the benefit of the doubt then we also have dylan who says everything is fine i don't think there is anything wrong with the money i make or the way i am treated at work that is the kind of thing that you definitely would say if someone was maybe holding your hostage a little bit it's it's quite creepy but um they continue um there's a guy who says i'm 55 years old and he says you need a strong ethic to survive work and some people just don't have that this 55 year old i need to know what his skincare routine is because that is the smoothest face and best head of hair i've ever seen on a 55 year old so i mean well done well done to to dylan again the the so-called 55 year old um and this is possibly the worst one someone called hannah who says i suffer from depression too and at one point i wanted to quit amazon but I realised it was my fault for the problems I was dealing with and not Amazon's. I'm allowed to talk to people, but sometimes I don't want to. Now I have great co-workers to pass the nights with. What's going on? What is this? Who would say it's your own fault for being depressed and not your company when it quite clearly, possibly, maybe, potentially is? What's going on? This is freaky. This is really freaky. So, um, that's what I thought at first. But then, but then, I, then I kind of, I saw the light actually yeah something changed in me i don't know what but actually i realized that no these these weird twitter accounts that look kind of fake and suspicious they're not they're just speaking the truth and nobody nobody else wants to hear the truth and that's why people are skeptical but actually it's true i heard from a friend of a friend of a friend that there was once a blind man and he went to see jeff bezos and he shook his hand and Jeff Bezos said, you will see again, my child. And just like that, the blind person was cured. They had their full vision back. That's, that's just what I've heard. And um, me personally, actually, I, I was feeling a bit, a bit bored in my life. Didn't really know what I was doing. A bit um, aimless. But then I went on Amazon and I bought some great products at great prices. And I suddenly felt a lot better, especially when I knew that the money I was spending wouldn't be taken away by the wasteful government to spend on public services, but instead would go to an offshore account in the Cayman Islands. That made me feel so much better. So actually, I think Amazon is, is really, really great. They are the best company ever in the world. And Jeff Bezos is the best man ever to live in the world. And so I want to ask you this afternoon, why is Amazon so great? How has Amazon changed your life or the world for the better? I've already told you about, about my very personal example. I've already told you about the guy who 
blindness was literally cured by shaking hands with Jeff Bezos. But what's it done for you personally? This is what I want to know. Why is Amazon just the greatest company in the world? <clears throat> yeah. Um, sorry, I don't really know what came over me there. Anyway, 07807183538 is the number you can text me on. Send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk or find us on Facebook as well. Drop us a message on there. Why is Amazon so great? What has Amazon done for you personally that has changed your life for the better? Maybe maybe they've done the same thing that they did for that guy and cured his blindness. Maybe they've brought back dead great-grandparents and other relatives. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they've brought you great riches. Anything is possible. This is what I want to know. How has Amazon changed your life or the world? for the best again touch with me and i'll read out a few reasons why amazon is so great after khalid and jack jones is on right now this is harder this is alec feldman the podcast until five o'clock taylor swift and Shawn mendes coming up and we are talking about the company amazon because they truly are the greatest company in the world led by jeff bezos who should be knighted i know he's not british but i think we should make an exception for Jeff and knight him anyway because he truly is a hero amongst heroes um, where, where is this all this coming from you asked um, well I read some some Twitter accounts called Amazon FC ambassadors saying why well, Amazon is so great and now I've realized the error of my ways in being suspicious towards Amazon you know so um, I just want to describe today why Amazon is so great and I wanted to hear from you about why Amazon is so great We've already heard about the person whose blindness was cured, the person whose depression was cured by Amazon. What else have we got? Uh, Emma says, Amazon has been amazing at installing massive factories all over the world. And even better than that, using up space that could be used for useless things like houses to reduce homelessness. They're filling them with robots instead of humans. So there are more humans left to spend money on jobs websites. How would the jobs website stay afloat if Amazon employed everyone? <laughs> oh, you're so right, Emma. Um, this is this is really necessary. Indeed.com, very LinkedIn. All of these websites would be utterly pointless if Amazon was not there giving jobs to robots to make sure that there's enough surplus human labour. That's that's a really good point, actually, Emma. I hadn't thought of that, and I'm really glad that you've raised that issue because it's true. Houses are such a waste of space. Houses do not make or sell things that we like, whereas warehouses do. Therefore, we need warehouses more than we need normal houses. So thank you, Amazon, for, for building all the warehouses, the beautiful warehouses that we need. Uh, on a side note for that, actually, I've got a friend who's just moved house to live near his Am an Amazon warehouse, and he looked out the window and he didn't realize that what he thought was the sky was actually an Amazon warehouse because they paint it kind of blue and fady, so it looks kind of like the sky, which is kind of cool, just as a side note. But anyway, back to why Amazon, other reasons Amazon are really great. Chris says, Amazon is so useful. At the click of the button, you can order any product online and get it sent to you in a cardboard box. Thank you to Amazon for helping global warming by delivering things in so much packaging that it fills up your recycling bin for a week. So you can't recycle anything else and for making home delivery really popular. So you need to have more cars and lorries on the road. I love nothing more than breathing in the fumes from an Amazon delivery van. 
That's really true, actually. Where I live in Leeds, when I'm at uni, it's one of the most polluted roads, either in Yorkshire or in the country, I think. One of them. So what I do sometimes, when I'm, I'm feeling like I've just had too much fresh air, I go out and I just stand by the side of that road for, I don't know, half an hour, 25 minutes, and just breathe deeply in all the nitrous oxide, all the carbon monoxide, all the other pollutants that come out of vehicles. I like to breathe all those in. So Amazon, with all their delivery vans, mean I can get my fix of all these pollutant gases whenever I want. So that is, that's really good, you're so right. And also the cardboard boxes are good because not only this, not only do they fill up your recycling bin for a week, they make sure that all the bin collectors have jobs. You have to collect your recycling bin and all the people who sort through your recycling bin afterwards to separate all the recycling stuff. So the knock-on effects of their injections of cardboard into the economy can be felt so widely. Oh, I, I just love Amazon so much. Forgive me, I think I'm getting a bit overwhelmed with emotions about how great Amazon are. <sighs> They're just so great. Anyway, um, Benny's been on. Says Jeff Bezos is probably one of the most trustworthy men in the world. I agree. I trust Jeff to know all of my personal information. I probably trust him more than my dad. That's why I keep an Amazon Alexa in my bedroom and we have them in nearly every room of our house. It's better that Jeff knows than the government. Again, such an excellent point. If you forget all your passwords or anything, it's fine. You can just ask Jeff because he will know. And uh, I don't know, social security numbers, national insurance, your bank details. I would be much more uh, happy and content. I'd sleep better at night if I knew that Jeff Bezos had them um, instead of anyone else because he is the one person in the world I can trust. You know what? You know what? Let's just, just stop for a minute. I think we need to just give him a round of applause. Everybody, stop what you're doing. Stand up. I'm, I'm standing up. I've literally stood up from my seat just to give Jeff Bezos a round of applause. Well done, Jeff. Well done. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the world. Well done, Jeff Bezos. We love you. Okay, you may now sit back down. Uh, got one more message to read to you from Nathan. I used to spend every day of my life in my bed watching Netflix. That was before I discovered Amazon and embraced it in my life. Now, instead of wasting all of my time watching shows like Orange is the New Black and Stranger Things, oh, what's the point? I spend it all day on Amazon Prime Video watching shows like The Grand Tour and The Grand Tour. Again, that's true. Nothing else worth watching is on Prime. What's better than that? I don't know. Also, says Nathan, on a small note, um, I feel so ahead of the curve. All my friends say, let's watch Netflix, or I'm going to Netflix and chill. But you know what's much catchier and more hip? Let's watch Amazon Prime Video. Or even, I'm going to Amazon Prime Video and chill. It just rolls off the tongue. You're right, Amazon Prime and chill is much better. Sorry, Amazon Prime Video and chill is much better. And if you invite a girl or a boy around and you say, do you want to come and... Amazon Prime Video and chill with me, they will be over in a flash. That is, yeah, a great pulling technique. Again, all thanks to Amazon and Jeff Bezos. We truly have so much to be grateful for, thanks to this great company. So, so well done, Amazon, once again. Thank you for all the, the tap that we've bought and all the delivery and all the jobs that you haven't given people. Amazon, we love you. And this song I'm gonna dedicate to you is Taylor Swift and Lover. Love you, Amazon. That was Taylor Swift and Lover. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. 
sure Mendes plays next. You know Craig David. You know I love Craig David. I go on about him often enough. For quite a long time, probably over a year, we had a weekly feature that sort of revolved around Craig David. And um, it's been a while since we heard from Craig David. But he's been back on social media recently just, you know, to celebrate the olden days because he basically had two careers. If you're not up to speed with who on earth Craig David is, he was a guy. He was like really young, sort of 16, 17, 18, had this smash hit song in like 1999. And then he was really famous for a bit. Then his career kind of died. Then randomly, 15 years later, he came back and he was really cool again. And it was all about Craig David. And now he's a thing, which is very happy for me because I like Craig David before he was cool the second time. And I just think he's, he's great as a human being and provides lots of entertainment and lots of comedy value because he's a bit he's a bit weird. But he was celebrating 19 years the other day since he released his first ever album. And he was getting a bit reflective and looking back and he posted an old photo that's quite cute actually of a young Craig David from back in the day. He doesn't say exactly how old he is, possibly because he likes to keep his current age something of a mystery. But it's just him sitting in a room in his house or in his parents' house with sort of loads of record boxes around and CDs and all sorts of stuff. And he's done this weird kind of flex underneath where he just lists basically every single thing in the photo. Um, some of it, some of which is, is quite of its time, but also just quite reflective of who Craig David is as a human being. So if you're not familiar with the work, the life, the times of Craig David, one, why the hell not? But two, this is pretty much all you need to know about the guy. So here's what is in, in this photo of a young Craig David in his parents' living room. He's got boxes full of vinyl in plastic protective covers. Okay, so we know that Craig is a man who likes to protect his records and not let them get dusty or anything or scratched. Plastic CD tower stack. When was the last time you saw a CD tower stack? Containing Jungle Hits volumes 1, 2 and 3. He likes his Jungle Hits. And Reggae 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 Hits volumes 14 and four, uh, 15 next to a CD cleaner. He really does like keeping things like in order, keeping his CDs clean, keeping his records clean. Um, a fresh set of headphones in a box that never got opened. That's, that's just quite wasteful. Um, a gold sovereign ring from Argos on finger. Argos do actually do a lovely range of jewellery. Um, he's got a Southampton mug full of cards, paper clips and headphone adapters. Again, this Craig David's a really organised guy. I'm very impressed. I didn't really realise this side of him existed. Um, a poster of someone called Matt Letizia. I don't know who that is. I might give him a quick Google now to find out. Matt Letizia. Who is he? Um, okay, he's a footballer who used to play for Southampton, which is where Craig David is from. So there you go. Perfect. Um, ooh, a six-a-side football plaque trophy from a tournament he won. Again, I didn't know Craig David was good at six-a-side football. What a guy. Um, a mini F1 toy car with one wonky wheel. And my personal favourite, this is the kind of guy Craig David is. A mug his grandma gave him for Christmas with his name on it. Now, I do have a theory that Craig David was quite well known for singing his own name. Like, in, in loads of his songs, just dropping a quick, like, Craig David, Craig David, all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's what started it all off, this mug from his grandma with his own name on it. He was like, wow, mugs with my own name on it, songs with my own name on it. This is what I want to do with my life. So I just thought that was quite revealing and quite sweet, really, that Craig David has a cute little mug with his name on it that his grand got him. Oh, what a guy. Uh, Connect Force coming up next after we do this. Shawn Mendes, Communica Bayo, Senorita. 
Sean and Camila, that was Senorita on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman, and this is Connect Four. Welcome, one and all, to Connect Four. We play a game every week at this time where we get four words that are plucked at random from the dictionary. Really, the dictionary is a, a vital part of this game. It kind of chooses for us. Where the dictionary goes, nobody knows. We get these four words out, and those four words all have to be connected in some way in the form of a kind of a story narrative that kind of thing but they have to all be shoehorned in there somehow doesn't always really work makes for weird imaginative kind of crazy unbelievable stories which is which is good fun and then we all read them out now i did see on twitter today that another radio presenter on another radio station does a similar kind of game but they call it tiddly links and they only have three words. I don't think there's any kind of dictionary mechanism in this game. And an all in all, um, mine's better. And I will be reporting this brazen theft to the relevant authorities. But anyway, here on the original, the best, the only official Connect Four, we need to hand over to James Gilmore now, who is holding the big dictionary in his hand. Hi there. You get it wrong every time. It's not the big dictionary, it's the small dictionary. It's literally the Oxford mini school dictionary. Weird flex, but okay. Are you well, ready to pick some no, words? No, I, I just don't want to make sure we're not lying to our listeners. That's very important to me. That's that's true. We've been there before. It wasn't yes. pretty. Okay. So in the full interest of accuracy, it's a small Oxford school no, mini dictionary. It's the Oxford mini school dictionary, not the mini Oxford Oxford mini school dictionary. Thank you. From now on, I think I might just move over to a, a random word generator on the internet. <laughs> right. but, but in the meantime, um, do you want to get flicking for the first word? Oh, wait. Yeah, you have to connect the words and then send it into us on some details. I'll give you in a sec. Okay, good. We've done that now. Let's get flicking. Flicking. I couldn't have sold that game any better. Uh, let's stop now. All right, the first word is celebrity. Ah, celebrity. Celebrity, like the Celebrity Claims Hotline that we did last week on the show and you can still listen back to on the website. Sure. Yeah, all right, cool. Next word, please, get flicking. Flicking. Whatever the word is at the top of the page, that is the word that is made the official connect for word we've got one it's celebrity we've got three more to go let's get word number two right now okay word number two is father father oh we could get some good ones this week about celebrities who are secretly fathers that'd be fun or just okay. celebrity fathers but anyway but ones with secret love child is more exciting okay sure uh let's go backwards for the word number three then flicking he is flicking the dictionary. I really wonder what the word will be. It didn't, didn't really rhyme, did it? Okay, stop. Okay. Word number three is rare. Rare. Like, I like my steak rare. Yes. Well, I've never eaten steak. Rare. Celebrity father. Rare. I think we need one more word. Flicking. Okay. Celebrity, father, rare. Get thinking already. You can you can try and see what you can do with those three words. Meanwhile, let's get the fourth now. 
Okay. Words number three is four. Four, even. <laughs> word number four is. Oh, this is really hard because the top word's actually the word in on the first word, which is too short, oh. and the next no. one is incest. So <laughs> I'm going to go over to the next page. But we've got father, father, and incest. They go together so we well. We can't. We can't do that. We can't do that. Oh. Um, this is. I'm going to really start it right now. Um, we've had infect before. Have let's we used do, up all the words? Let's do this one. Influencer. Okay, fine. Influencer, have it your way. So you've got celebrity, father, rare, and influencer. You have to ruin everything. Those are the four words on Connect4 this week. Send your connections in to 07807-183-538. That's my text number. Or you can email them on station at wizardradio.co.uk. Celebrity, father, rare, and influencer, apparently. So um, send those in right now. We'll read them out at 10 to 5. Celebrity, father, rare, influencer. Get going right now. In the meantime, um, we'll have the news. Then I'll play you Katy Perry. And also Megan the Stallion is on soon. It's 4 o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. You know, Donald Trump decided this week he wanted to buy an entire country. The country of Greenland. As far as I'm aware, Greenland isn't really for sale. It's owned by Denmark. They've got like this, this big island sort of off their west coast. It's kind of near the Arctic. And it's apparently the biggest island in the world, Australia doesn't count as an island, it's a continent. Therefore, Greenland is the biggest island in the world. Donald Trump decides he wants to buy it. Um, and then, the, uh, I think the, the Danish foreign minister, and possibly someone high up in Greenland's government as well, kind of had to say, um, no, it's, it's not really for sale. You can't have Greenland. It's not yours, it's ours. I've had an idea. I think that when you have things like this, where one country wants the land of another. Instead of either doing what Donald did and saying, I want to buy it and having to be told no, or worse, going to war over it, having lots of people killed and injured, all for, for a bit of land. I think all international diplomacy conflicts should be solved through the medium of game show. That's right, game shows. Everyone loves a game show. What if instead of the stakes being I don't know, a thousand pound cash prize or a few, a holiday, whatever it is, a caravan. What if the prize for winning a game show was an entire country? I think that is a great idea. And so in order to test out this solution, welcome one and all to Greenland or no Greenland. I wanna buy it, Greenland, oh no, Greenland. I wanna buy it, Greenland, oh no, Greenland. Welcome to Greenland or no Greenland, the only game show where the prize is a piece of land, an entire country, that's right. Today on Greenland or no Greenland, we are playing for the country of Greenland. And playing this week, we have James Gilmore, everybody. Woo, thank you, up. thank you. Where are you from, James? I'm from London. And have you ever been to Greenland before? I have never been to Greenland, but I'd love to go. 
Well, if you own Greenland, you could go whenever you wanted. That's why I want it so bad. So the rules are very... Okay. The rules are very simple. I'm going to give you a list of items. They all increase in price. You just have to guess how much you think they're worth. And when we get to the country of Greenland, if you if you guess how much that one is worth, you could be winning the grand prize of the country of Greenland. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Can we have the jingle again? Oh, God. yes. Yeah, give me a sec. I wanna buy it. Greenland. Oh, no, Greenland. I wanna buy it. Greenland. Oh, no, Greenland. Okay, first up, round one. Can you tell me how much a Freddo chocolate bar is worth, please? Um, is it like one pound? No, it's not one pound. Is it like... What? Are you mad? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. somebody played this game with me yesterday. Not this version, but a similar one, and I got it very wrong. Is it... Am I going to say 40p? I think hell would freeze over before Freddo was 40p. You're, you're wrong, I'm afraid. It's oh. 25p. Okay, 25p. I say 25p. You've already said 40p. It's too late now. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, you got that one. Got that one wrong. I don't really know how that fits into the rules. I haven't really thought this bit through, but okay. let's just continue. And we'll decide right. whether or not you've won Greenland by the end. Okay. Um, next up, slightly more expensive. You know it's going to be more than 25p. How much is a pint of milk? A pint of milk must be about 60p. Oh, you're close, actually. It's 50p. Okay, I thought 50p might be a bit too cheap. I was obviously valuing our cow's milk too highly. But actually, that's a good point. You never said what sort of milk. I was referring to almond milk, which will be a bit more expensive. So I got that one oh. right. Okay. Well, okay. I was referring to semi-skim milk. It's 50p for a pint at Sainsbury's. Um, okay. So do I give you a point for that or not? Yes, you do. Because I was answering about almond milk. You did not make that clear. Okay, fine. You can have you can have one point. You're now a step closer to, to owning Greenland. Woo! Next up, in London, what is the average price of one pint of orange juice? One pint orange of orange juice. juice. Average orange price in juice. London. I'm going to say one pound. For, for orange juice, you know, <clears throat> orange juice, that kind of orange juice. Yes, one pound. For orange, orange juice. Orange, one pound. Yeah, orange, a pint of orange juice. Uh, okay, uh, let's say uh, £2.50, £3. No, nowhere near. £5.19. God, we're going to different orange juice factories then. Yeah, clearly. Okay, really? it's going to be quite a big a big step up now. Here's your next clue. How much would it cost for an iPhone XS? Oh, that's like £1,000. I think I'll give that to you. It's 999 for the cheapest one, or oh, 1449 for the most expensive one. There you go. Uh, I got so about right. You're on two for two. No, two for four. That's it. Anyway, <clears throat> game show was. How much would an average house in Milton Keynes in the UK set you back? God, probably about half a million pounds. No, it's actually a lot cheaper than that. Really? £286,700 is the average. Wow, let's move to Milton Keynes. Let's all go. I've got a friend who's moved to Milton Keynes. He is utterly miserable. Oh, well, there we go. 
Yeah. Uh, so you're now on. You've got two points out of potential five. Okay. If you get this one, then you'll have three points out of six. I don't really know what what that means. Okay. But I'll give it to you anyway. This is the big question. How much would it cost you to buy the country of Greenland? Okay. In in what currency? U.S. dollars, please. I'm gonna say it's got to be over a billion. I'm gonna say you. 1.3 billion dollars well i can tell you that actually it would have been pretty difficult to get that one wrong because the washington post estimate it could be anywhere between 200 million and 1.7 trillion so you've got that right which means yes! you win the grand prize of the country greenland oh thank you so much i'm so excited to visit my brand new country at least every other thursday Wow, great words indeed. I can see how much of a difference that's going to make to your life. I'm, yes. I'm so pleased for you. So pleased. Um, I'll give you the keys next week. Congratulations once again, James. That was Greenland or no Greenland. Wow. I want to buy it. Greenland or no Greenland. I want to buy it. Greenland, no Greenland. Lauf, Amory, and I'm lonely on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Ariana Grande, please play soon. Mahalia as well. Connect four at 10 to 5. I've seen some pretty whiffy political campaign songs in my time. They're usually quite cringeworthy. But I saw a video of one this week that kind of takes it to a whole new level. I almost turned inside out. This is how much I cringed. Um, and you will too. The video, if you see it, it is two people. They're on a platform, on a stage. They are dressed up as Boris Johnson, the current Prime Minister, which still feels weird to say, and Theresa May, the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. These are quite, quite questionable costumes. They're not very good. So already it's quite weird that these two people are dressed up as Boris and Theresa May just just because. Kind of freaky just at that point. But it's all the stuff that, that comes out of their mouth afterwards that just makes it so much so much weirder, so much worse, so, so terrible. Awful. Um, it's kind of sort of a rap, but it's supposed to be done to the song Uptown Funk because that's what the world needed an uptown funk parody about Brexit, or specifically about stopping Brexit. You know, I can I can give to both sides and make fun of them when I need to. And oh my God, this is, this is terrible. I mean, really terrible. I've got some clips for you. Now this first one, we need to be a bit careful, but I listened, I listened very carefully, very carefully. And I think that they are saying what I think they're saying, I hope. May has mucked it up. May has mucked it up. Yes, May has mucked it up. May has mucked it up. We need to... So, the, the man who's pretending to be Boris, he's saying mucked up. That's mucked with, a, with an M. The, the woman pretending to be Theresa May, I think, said something different. So, I bleeped that out just to be on the safe side, because otherwise I'll get in trouble. But, yeah, that's, that's the first one. Instead of saying uptown funky wonk or whatever they say, they're saying May has mucked, muck mucked it up um already already quite poor um very out of tune and if i could describe it in a noise that would be it but then um then 
they move on to the next bit of the the song air quotations. We need to checks it before we Brexit. Brexit isn't worth it, Theresa. We need to checks it before we Brexit. Brexit isn't worth it, Prime Minister. We need to checks it before we Brexit. Brexit isn't worth it. That doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. Brexit isn't working. We need to check it before we Brexit, Theresa. We need to check. It doesn't fit in the song. Very bad rhythmically. But also, what does check it mean? Check it isn't a word. I I sort of understand what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't work. The joke check it checks it before. We, no, it doesn't work. It's poor, poor songwriting all round there. Zero out of ten. But then in the next bit, they just kind of forget what's going on. They don't know the words. They've totally forgotten what they're meant to be saying. They just kind of go, Brexit, Theresa, Brexit. Now, this is the bit that might give you nightmares. Why is she pretending to be a horse? She's not. No, thanks. Don't believe me, just watch. She's not. No Brexit. Can't deal with that. What? Why? What's happening? Why? Why is she saying strong and stable like she's a horse? Why is fake Boris Johnson just freestyling? Why is it to the tune of Uptown Funk? Why is it so out of tune? Why are they speaking through loud hailers so it sounds all distorted? Just why? Why does this exist? What's going on? Um. So I suppose I'd better treat it to you in full because we might as well. So let's just hear the whole awful thing and then be done with it. May has mucked it up. May has it up. Yes, May has mucked it up. May has it up. We need to check it before we Brexit. Brexit isn't worth it, Theresa. We need to check it before we Brexit. Brexit isn't worth it, Prime Minister. We need to check it before we Brexit. Brexit isn't worth it. It's a million may just watch. No Brexit, Ariana Grande, she is playing in London tonight. That was Boyfriend with Social House on Wizard Radio. Alec here. America as a country. Been around since 1776, which does make it younger than the school I went to. Just just a fun fact there. Um, it's the home of, of lots of things. The the donut. Donald Trump, um, I don't know, some other stuff that's quite American. But it also confuses me as a place. I've only ever been there once in my life, and I look forward to my next visit. But there's a lot I don't understand about American culture, and I'm wondering if you can help me out with this today. Because Wizard Radio, we are international. I'm sat here in a room in London in the UK. There's people listening, hopefully, if I'm, if I'm lucky, all over the world. I think quite a lot of you a lot of the time sound like you're in America when you send messages in. So you are the ones I'm talking to today. I want to know things about America that are confusing me. Um, I've worked out the time difference. It should be about for 11am, maybe 10, 8am, something around that place, depending on where you are in the US. So hopefully some people might be listening. I can be like a morning show, which is quite cool. So sorry, UK peeps. I love you dearly. But this one, you might have to sit out. But we will learn things together. 
the British people. So don't go anywhere just yet, because I want I want this explained to me. Um, it was the Iowa State Fair this week. I don't fully know what a state fair is. I'm imagining it's kind of like the village fate or the park fun day. You go down, you've got maybe a wheel and some inflatables and everyone's there. There are some local beekeepers who are trying to sell some honey that they've made. You can get your face painted and buy ice creams and sandwiches and that kind of stuff. Is that what a state fair is like? That's how I imagine it. But um, this one thing I'm quite confused about. It's a picture of South Bend Mayor Pete Guttigieg, a.k.a. Mayor Pete, I've heard of him. He greets Iowa Pork Queen Gracie Grainer at the Iowa Pork Producers Tent before donning an apron and flipping some pork. And there's a picture of a girl, two girls. There's, oh, this is brilliant. There's the Iowa Pork Queen and next to her, the Pork Ambassador. And um, they they both look very nice. They've dressed up for the occasion. It's clearly important. The Pork Queen is wearing a crown. They've both got sashes on. Um, they look, I'd say, maybe late teens, early 20s, hard to tell. Somewhere around that that kind of age. And there's, there's the mayor flipping some pork on a massive barbecue as the Pork Queen watches on in front of an adoring crowd. Loads of photographers and everything. What on earth is a Pork Queen? What is their job? How do you become the Pork Queen? What do you have to do to get there? What do you do once you are the Pork Queen? And what are you the queen of? Are you literally the queen of all pork? I.e. any pig-based meat product is under your jurisdiction. You are in charge of, of the bacon and the pork and the ham. Or is it just is it just the pork, not bacon and ham? Is there a different rival queen of ham? Is there a queen of bacon? What else can you be the queen of? I'm so confused. I, w- I want to know more. So if you are American and you know about the pork queen and other such American culture, can you, number one, explain this one to me? But also, just share any other weird American things that you can tell me and everyone else listening in the UK and everywhere else in the world that we just wouldn't understand and would be totally confused by. And it makes total sense to you as Americans, but we'd just be like, what on earth? Such as the pork queen. Are there other similar kind of American things that we totally don't get? 07807-183-538. You can text me or send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at WizRadio, or station at wizardradio.co.uk. Weird American things that other people wouldn't understand. But also, please explain what a pork queen is to me. Thanks very much. Mahalia plays next. First of all, I've done a lot of research. I've condensed it all into 60 seconds. Just one minute of trueness about Mahalia. Let's do the 60 second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Mahalia is a travel writer and hotel critic employed mostly by the Daily Telegraph to ensure their elderly male readers don't ever feel the need to venture outside of the UK's borders. In her time with the Telegraph, she's ventured to Hawaii, Timbuktu and Butlins in Skekness, which she describes as the closest thing I've ever experienced to my soul leaving my body. She felt much more positively about the premier in in Bradford, which was the subject of the song Do Not Disturb. Another song, I Wish I Missed My Ex, details a challenging experience when she was due to fly to Venice with her boyfriend until they broke up and his name was on the plane tickets. She was forced to find a replacement with the exact same name, which she did, thus not missing her ex and going on holiday with a new friend. Her latest song, Simmer, caused a split between Crept and Conan, with Conan supportive of her sampling their song Freak of the Week. 
whilst Crept maintained it was an insult to a work of musical greatness. And that's Mahalia in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, 3 till 5. Mahalia, Simmer, Wizard Radio, it's Alec, discussing weird American things that nobody else would understand. I'm fairly ignorant of American culture, which is why I was so surprised and confused to discover that Iowa does have a new pork queen. That's right. Um, she is presumably taken over from the old pork queen to do all the pork queen duties. I, I don't really know what a pork queen is. I'm baffled and confused, a bit scared. Are they in charge of all of the pork? I, I just have so many questions. I'm hoping that you'll be able to answer them, but also give me some other weird things I would just find really weird about America. So um, let's see what we've got. Alexis, I'm from Texas. Howdy. Oh, I won't do that again, sorry. When I told my British friend about rodeos and stampedes, it really confused them. Yeah, actually, what is what is a rodeo? What is a stampede? Okay, let's find out. Loads of people show up, he says. They have music, sports, food stalls and rides. A bit like a fun fair, but also a festival, but much smaller. And it's for all the family. And you don't camp but it's still really intense and you go every day. I don't know if that makes sense. We have quite a lot of them down here and they're so much fun. Okay, so a stampede, it's like Glastonbury, but you don't camp and smaller. So if, if they did Glastonbury, but in your local park, and instead of people like Foo Fighters or Drake or uh, Stormzy, they'd have people like Local singer-songwriter Terry Smith, who sits outside the tube station with his guitar, playing songs he's written about his ex-wife and how he's really bitter that she left him. Is that is that the kind of the right thing? Maybe country music. Country music's kind of like South USA, isn't it? Maybe they have lots of country songs, which again might be about why they're sad that their wife left them. Um, possibly, I don't know. Francesca has been on. I went to the UK on holiday for the first time last year. It's actually how I discovered Wizard Radio. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for coming to the UK. Thanks for listening to us. Glad you've taken us back home with you. I went to what you guys called the cinema. We call it a movie theater. Oh, yeah. Okay. And ordered a slushy. And it came in a cup. Is that so, so shocking? Where I'm from, she says, we have slushies in paper cones. Also, I was speaking to a server at a restaurant and we were talking about hiking. Because when you guys hike in the UK, it's a proper hike up mountains. Whereas in America, it's it's basically just a walk. A slushy in a paper cone, does that not go really soggy? Or is this like the great paper straw debate? Where yes, it does go soggy eventually, but if you eat it in your half hour, then it's all, well, drink it in your half hour, then it's fine. Is that what's going on here? Maybe American slushies are just ahead of the curve and they're much more environmentally friendly than UK slushies in plastic cups. Possibly. Um, also, hikes. We don't have that many mountains. I suppose, yeah, you go on a hike up like Ben Nevis or Arthur's Seat in Scotland in Edinburgh, whereas in America, a hike is, is walking to Walmart and back. Is that is that right? Is that a cultural difference? American hikes are just walking for 500 meters, well, or the equivalent in yards because America doesn't use the metric system. Maybe, maybe. George says, um, and my item of American culture that we need to know about, Twinkies and s'mores. You guys don't have them in the UK, but you need to look it up. Alec, you'd love it. 
Would I now? Well, I'll be the judge of that. What is a Twinkie? Have we discussed Twinkies on the show before? It rings a bit. I've discussed Twinkies with someone at some point in my life. An American snack cake. Okay. So it's like a cake bar, but with cream in the middle. I'm thinking they're kind of like mini rolls, but without the chocolate coating, and it's it's like not a chocolate cake. But they look they look kind of cool. I'd be down for a Twinkie next time in America, whenever that may be. What's the other one? S'mores. I always hear people talk about Twinkies and s'mores, but I have no idea. A s'more is a campfire treat popped from the United States and Canada, yeah, consisting of a marshmallow and a layer of chocolate placed between two pieces of graham cracker or cookie. This is just creating more questions than it's answering. What is a graham cracker? Graham cracker. Um, okay, it's just a cinnamon-flavoured cracker made with graham flour. What? Why does everything have graham in the name? What is graham flour? This is... I'm not going to look up graham flour, but basically, okay, it's a cracker. A cinnamon-flavoured cracker. Therefore, they have cinnamon-flavoured crackers with chocolate and marshmallows. I don't think I'd be so down with s'mores. Twinkies, yeah, I can get on board with. S'mores, less so. I'm not sold, but okay. This is all interesting stuff. Um... Patrick says, I don't think you guys have meatloaf. To be honest, I don't love meatloaf, but when I spoke to someone from England, they didn't know what I was talking about. When I was younger, it was all my mum used to make us, like, every week. Meatloaf. No, we... we what, is meatloaf just, like, bread with meat in? Or is it a loaf, but it's made entirely out of meat? Just assorted mystery meat. You've got a bit of, I don't know, pig intestine in there, a bit of cow bum some chicken claws in there as well, which all mushed up together in a nice loaf and you can have a slice of the, the tasty mystery meats. But yeah, um, no, I don't know anyone's ever eaten meatloaf. No, it's definitely not a thing. But um, we do have fish fingers. Fish fingers are a very popular delicacy over here, whereas in America, I've learned this by watching Arthur, they all hate fish sticks. But here, we, we love a good fish stick. They are, they're very tasty, but... This is, this is all very interesting, and I'm appreciative, but I still don't know what the pork queen is, so maybe I'll just have to do my own research instead of relying on you lot and get back to you in a second. So I'm going to go Google what a pork queen actually is. Meanwhile, this is Ray and Love Me Again. Connect Four's coming next. I love it when we end up down tangents like these. I've done some research about this Iowa pork queen business. Um, By the way, that was Ray and Love Me Again. So the pork, the pork queen and the pork princess exist to assist with pork promotional and educational activities you've got to be under 20 single with no children and remain so for your entire year as the pork queen or pork princess um you must be involved in the pork industry uh, you must foster and promote the consumption of pork both personally and publicly and um you must not serve as an ambassador queen of any other state level organizations while serving as the pork queen so you can't also be the pork queen and the bacon queen or the the chicken queen that's not allowed and you do your promotional educational activities at events such as the pork expo or iowa <laughs> iowa pork youth event <laughs> what is a pork youth event i can't i can't deal okay this is too much <laughs> This is gold. Oh well, um, I'm I'm not allowed to enter because I'm not a resident of the state of Iowa and I'm not a girl. But if if you are, 
and you're under 20 and you live in Iowa, please enter. I would love to to get an interview with the Iowa Port Queen on the show. Oh, oh man, this is too amazing. Anyway, I've got to stop talking about pork now because it's time. <laughs> Sorry, because it's time for Connect Four. Connect Pork. No, um, um, the words this week were celebrity, father, rare, and influencer. I'm still salty that we had to choose the word influencer instead of incest, but what can I do? Um, so let's get through them before I have to go. Miles is here at five. Alexis, his first entry on Connect Four this week. You have to get all four words into the story, remember? Celebrity, father, rare, and influencer. I'm from Texas, and when I talk on a... I've just been distracted by pork. I'm really sorry. That was the wrong message. That was about American things. We're talking about Connect One. Okay, sorry. Composure. Abby says, My father can be so annoying sometimes. He thinks he's some sort of celebrity or, in his words, an influencer because he has literally 50 followers on Instagram. It's quite funny, actually. He's one of those not-so-rare types of adults who really wants to be relevant and really tries to understand pop culture, but he fails every single time. That's a very concise one. So we've got everything in there. We've got celebrity, yes, tick. Influencer, who wants to be an influencer, yeah. Um, not so rare, type that. There we go. There's rare, and um, father in there as well. That's that's a really good entry. Everything is in there. Everything makes sense. Logical progression. I'm a big fan. Well done, Abby. Um, congrats. Next one. That's a strong entry, by the way. Next one from Imogen. My best friend's father, there's father, is actually a celebrity. This isn't even a joke, Alec, just to make it fit into Connect Four. I won't say their name because I don't want to flex on you, but he is. Hmm, a likely story. Anyway, my best friend is also an influencer. She has 500,000 followers on Instagram. And that seems really rare to me. This clearly wasn't the show for you. I was slagging off influencers earlier. Anyway, um, Imogen's entry continues. To have the dad and his daughter, my best friend, be famous. Do you think they had a greater chance of being famous because of their dad, even though their dad hasn't um, hasn't helped them become famous online at all? It's like it's in the blood. Maybe it is. Maybe famous people just have better genes than the rest of us that make them more genetically inclined to be famous. I don't know. But um, yeah, we've got a father, we've got celebrity in there, influencer, and um, where was Rare? Do we have rare? Blah, 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 blah. That seems really rare to me. Yes, that there's the famous dad and the famous daughter. Very nice. And also kind of cool if a true story. Um, apologies for any offence from me making fun of them earlier. Sorry about that. Nice work, Imogen. Um, and I think next up, Aiden. There's only really one celebrity father I can think of, i.e. someone's famous for being a famous person's dad. And that's Drake's father. Dennis Graham, that's not his name. Drake's dad, okay, fine. Has over 370,000 followers, which I guess makes him an influencer. I love Drake and his dad, but especially Drake. He's one of those rare artists who can do no wrong and never releases a bad song. He's literally never released a bad song ever. How does he do it? Are you trolling me, Aiden? Are you, are you trolling me right now? Drake has never released a bad song, okay. I'm not gonna rise to it because we've got messages to read out, but we've got celebrity, we've got father in there. Um, we've got rare, yeah, and um, influencer, yeah. All on a kind of similar theme today, but I suppose you've got to work with what you're given. Also, other famous celebrity parents, I'd say Taylor Swift's mum, and also Judy Murray, who's Andy's mum. Uh, last one I've got time for, really, really quick, going to squeeze this one in. Lily says, I was talking to my mum yesterday about if she follows any, in- follows any influencers on social media, 
she showed me this guy she follows. He's a father influencer who's a single dad in his 40s and he posts about his life on Instagram. It was so weird that there was an older influencer. At first, I thought he was probably a really rare type of influencer. But upon further research, there are loads of old celebrity influencers for old people. It's a whole new word, world for me. Wow. I didn't know that either, that there were middle-aged influencers. Was your mum, like, thirst following? Does she have a crush on this 40-year-old single dad influence? I bet she does. Anyway, all of these entries kind of similar, actually. Which one was my favourite? Abby's was nice and concise about her dad who thinks he's an influencer with his 50 followers. Imogen's got the famous dad and the famous friend. Aiden was on about how Drake's really good. Okay, you've lost, mate, already. I'm sorry. And Lily has the mum who thirst follows a 40-year-old single dad influencer on Instagram. I think it's between, for the, the winner this week, by the way, you win nothing other than my respect, between Abby and Lily. I think I'm going to give it to Lily this week. So nice one, Lily. You have one Connect Four. You don't get any prizes, but you have my respect. Well done for your single father influencer dad person on Instagram. Nice one. All right, end of the show. Mars Mikulski is coming up next, and I'm on the radio again. Friday, 3 o'clock with the weekly mixtape and Saturday, 3 to 5 as well. Have a great week. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.